DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Taylor Starling, how are you? Good. How are you today? I'm great. It's, we're back. It's been like over a year since I talked to you. Um, the last time I talked to you, um, you had that brutal fucking fight with Teresa. Oh my gosh. I feel like that feels like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like yesterday. Yeah. It, it's flying by. Well, what's been happening in the past year? I mean, you've had multiple fights since then. Um, you're undefeated right now. What's been going on? Uh, you know, I'm just kicking ass and taking names. I haven't done much for 2022. I'm really hoping to get a fight as soon as possible. I've been training and staying ready for whoever. I really would like to fight Christine, though. Like, I want to take that belt. I think I deserve it. I'm the number one. I've become the number one contender now. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, life's wild. My kids are growing, like, so fast. And school and training is all the it's all the same, but even crazier. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how's this? I know you're pushing for that fight. And um, so how's the training regimen with everything going? Like, uh, well, let me ask you this before. I've been uh, people have been talking about this a lot, like the um the hand conditioning for bare knuckle. Yeah. And um, I haven't really got to talk about it on the podcast much. So we can, can we talk about that a little bit? Cause I haven't really yeah. I, I, haven't, I never asked you that. And I've talked, I've had I had Quentin Henry on, he's a friend of mine, and I haven't talked to him about that either. And I see a lot of, you know, a lot of videos about this shit, and like it hasn't been talked about a lot. So yeah, um, I've actually gotten way better at that. When I fought Teresa, I had no idea about like really tra- changing over to bare knuckle training. I kind of was just like, ah, I'm going to train boxing and do what I need to try to do what I can and figure it out as I go. But now I've learned the ways and um, I have this special board. Uh, some of them have them like the, you'll see it online, but it's called a Makiwara board. So it's like a wooden board and it's on your wall at your gym and I punch it. It's just solid wood. Um, I do it every other day. Cause if you do it every day, it's just, it's a little too much. Um, but it definitely works because I, we invested in that thing when I fought Cassie Rob and I've been doing it ever since. And when I fought Hannah guy, my hands didn't break, but they didn't swell. So it works. Like it really helps. And yeah, that's definitely something that if you're in bare knuckle, invest in that, invest in your knuckles, because if you don't, they're going to be pillows after you fight. <laughs> so how's that process? Is it start with like a lightly tap until you condition it and then you speed that up or like light pressure and then there's more pressure oh. each time? Like, how does that work? <laughs> Maybe for others, I go in there and punch the fuck out of <laughs> Like I go in there and I'm just like, you. it's honestly to me, it's the best like just to get my anger out too. Like yeah. if I'm having a hard day, I'm like, I got to condition my knuckles and just go in there and just beat the shit out of my hands are always like bruised and ugly from it and like look crazy but i didn't i didn't want to be a hand model so (laughs) (laughs) no you see that a lot you see that a lot when those fights are over with like the the, you can't i mean and anyone knows this who's who's had any sort of uh, altercation without gloves on as well (laughs) like yeah your knuckles anymore you know and then just build up all that scar tissue and then the pain's worse every time you use them you know yeah, with Teresa, I couldn't drive for three days. Like Shit. my hands were so swollen, I couldn't drive. I couldn't open my front door, and I was like, "All right, now I need. I think I need to figure out how to condition my knuckles properly." So now I have it down to a science. And when I fought Hannah Guy, thankfully, like literally, I went all five rounds, and my hands didn't swell at all. Yeah, that's awesome. How, how yeah. about uh, how about like wrist, like wrist strength and support? Have you had issues with that? I haven't, but one of my favorite things to do is like, I've actually injured my wrist more, um, boxing 
like taking pro boxing mine's fucked up all the time like (laughs) yeah i think someone didn't wrap my hands right one time like just not the it wasn't wrong but it was just not the best way and i fucked up my wrist doing that but one of the things i've done before i don't do it all the time but i've done it before is like a big giant bucket of rice you stick your hand in the bucket of rice and you just dig around in the rice and it doesn't sound like it would be really hard but it's actually really hard and it burns and that's really good for your wrist i've seen that but i've never tried it i've been having issues i think it's it's from like you know boxing issues from years ago but now it's like i'm trying to do crossfit and like everything i do it's just like wrist momentum's not i mean mobility's not there you know and it's constant pain but i'm working on it we're gonna start doing some like dry needling or some shit i don't know (laughs) <laughs> yeah acupuncture is like amazing i love yeah. acupuncture so that's one of the things i swear by i always tell you acupuncture well what's the uh so what's the get back into the training thing so what's the daily regimen for you look like right now you're number one contender um you're undefeated you're training to fight you know f- hopefully get a title shot at some point like what's this regimen look like on a day to day yeah um so actually my main focus not my main focus my main focus is always fighting but one of my big focus shifts has been putting on muscle and I usually walk around like I used to just walk around at 130 and cut to 125 so super easy weight cut blah 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 and I'm like you know what I want to get some muscle on me I want to get stronger I want to build muscle so now I'm walking around at 140 and it was really good yeah so I've been doing a lot of lifting I've been doing a lot of conditioning and I don't lift in like power lift mode I don't um like I'm more so do stuff that is tailored to fighting, like right. conditions tailored to fighting and becoming sh- like stronger and more explosive. And so I've really put on, I put on more weight, but muscle like muscular, I'm not fat by any means. So, um, yeah, I've always been known as like the tall skinny one. And yeah. I'm like, I want to put some muscle on and get stronger, especially if I get to fight Christine Ferreira, like she's tough. So I'm coming in a whole different unit. Um, but a day in the life of Taylor is like, wake up, I take my kids to school, I come home, I try to take like a 30 minute nap, like before the day really kicks off. I go to conditioning, uh, at noon, I go to conditioning at noon, I leave conditioning, I come home, I eat, or I pick up the kids, come home and eat, go to the gym. I'm at the gym, uh, the striking gym, MMA gym from five to 9 PM. So it's always like a long, it's a long day. But in between that, I teach uh, kids striking too. So it's not like I'm just training for a full five to nine nonstop. Like I teach kids classes too. So I'm in there and that's my life like every day. <laughs> so you're doing uh strength and conditioning training in the morning and then you're like, you're full on working out in the evening. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I tailor it like differently to the week. Like I'm, I'm obviously not strength and conditioning and training four hour days every single day. Right, right, right. Like I have a rest day and then I have days where like, I usually do conditioning. I add the conditioning every other day. It's just too much to do it every single day. There's always in my, there's conditioning in my striking classes and things like that. So, you know, I just, I can't be like lifting heavy weights every single day. And no, I think there's been a buildup too over, you know, over the past decade. Like, um, I mean, I remember when I was first fighting and training for MMA, it was like, you're in the gym every single day. And if you're not, you're a pussy. You know what I mean? Like you got to yeah. be in the gym every single day to be your best. But like, I think we've seen over the past few years, you see, then you talk to these, these fighters who've been doing it, you know, a long time. And you're like, 
you don't have to go hard every single day because you're defeating the purpose. Like you can't, you know, you can't always be in recovery mode. You know, how are you going to build upon that? How are you going to build your stamina if your body's trying to recover? How are you going to build muscle mass or strength or conditioning if your body's in recovery mode? And that's something that isn't talked about a lot, you know, but it's something very, very important. Even on my hard days, I'm telling you, if I am not handling my children, working out, or doing some kind of errand for life, I am asleep. Yeah. Like I wake up very early. I get shit done very early. I come home. I take a nap. I go get the kids work out. We come home. Sometimes I'll take a nap before I go to the gym. I come home. I go to bed at a good time. Like sleep is like one of the best things. And I saw, um, especially Sean O'Malley, people were like, why, why do you think that you're so successful? Is it because I fucking sleep all the time? is so good for you. And I need it. Like I literally knock out every time I go to sleep, I knock the fuck out. So I can tell my body needs it. How many hours? Like, are you like an eight hour girl, 10 hours? How are you at night? No. Like I usually go to bed at 11. I would say 11 is like the, the average. Um, and I wake up at five. So I guess what is that? 11, I don't six, know. I can't even six hours, yeah. Yeah, like six yeah. hours. And then I yeah. take little mini naps all the time. 30 minute naps. The I'm problem is if I, I can't take a hour nap, Plus that will like, like shit. Yeah. That will derail my whole day. I will just be done. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I've noticed that too. Six an hour, six and seven hours for me is like the sweet spot. And then, you know, you can still get a lot of shit done. You know, you go for that yeah. eight or 10 hour, man, you feel groggy and you're like, you know, slow to get started. What's uh, what's your diet looking like now? You said you're putting on muscle. So are you changing it up? Yeah. A little bit? Um, I'm eating clean, but I'm eating more. And yeah. that's been the problem is I've always thought like to be in shape, I had to like, minimize and yeah. barely anything and then everyone has been like taylor no the key is to eat more just put more in your body of the, like more of the good stuff so i've definitely added a lot of more protein and trying to get like things in between meals like greek yogurt like something small is like doing something like that in between my meals and um adding more protein i do meal preps i don't eat like shit um so everything's really good it's just more <laughs> yeah. and people would be surprised to know that like when we say more, like obviously there's people who eat shit food and they're like, but if you eat clean food and you'd be surprised how much more your body actually needs. So yeah. that's what I'm doing. I eat more and I'm enjoying it because I love to eat. I love to eat. <laughs> Same here. I fuck it. Look, it's yeah, it's very interesting because if you're if you're eating clean a lot and you eat one bad meal, I feel like it derails your whole day and then you can't get that keep that metabolism going. But like when you start eating clean, you're I feel like you're always hungry. Like, you know what I mean? But you can tell, like, you need it. Like, it's like, oh, shit, I need yeah. some carbs. I need some carbs in this window because I'm about to do this. Or I need some fat because I feel depleted and energy's low. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. funny how bo- more body aware you become once you start, like, paying attention to that yeah. shit. Like, this, I usually eat first thing when I wake up. And this morning, I did not eat first thing when I woke up just because my morning was so hectic. And I literally was, like, shaky. Yeah. And I was Oh, why am I so shaky? And, I was, and then I ate and I was fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my body just needed it. That's how it goes. But it's so, crazy. Like just to get up to one, like just adding the diet to my exercise got me up and I'm like, I'm a unit right now. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Like I can only imagine because I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> you're a unit already. You know what I mean? And then adding that 10 pounds to you is like insane to think yeah. about, you know, like I'm the, a lot stronger. You, it's cool. Has it fucked with your speed any? no. Yeah. I'm so fast. Yeah. I'm just now I'm just stronger and fast. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's another thing. Like this is about to say you're fast and you're strong. Like you're already strong. Like fuck, you know, like yeah. and, and just upping that. That's that's something that's 
gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. This, this shit needs to happen. This fight needs to happen. hundred percent. I'm so ready. I want Christian so bad. It's just like, it's driving me nuts. It's to where like, to the point where I can't even think about anything else they could offer me anybody else. And I would just, I just don't, I just want fucking Christine. I want the belt because I know. I'm going to win. I know there's been win. any like bickering. I feel like I saw a video. Didn't I see a video? Like what happened there? Yeah. You know, Christine's, um, it's funny. Cause I feel like I'm getting pegged as the bad guy, but Christine is so notorious for like always running her mouth and she has ran her mouth about me. So fuck that. Like I'm, I am the sweetest, sweetest person, but I don't fucking take shit from anybody. That's my dad told me growing up. Don't let anybody fucking disrespect you. And that girl has said some shit. And I'm like, fuck that. So many people got pissed that I went, I went up to her in Fort Lauderdale and ripped the belt from her. And I'm like, but 30 minutes before that, she did a fucking interview and was like, if Taylor then fucking come get this belt show up and show the fuck out i don't care <laughs> i don't take shit from no. anybody i'm I'll the most respectful nice person but at the same time if you put i'm not i i don't get bothered by drama and stuff like that so to me it's just like i don't fucking care if that's what we're gonna do and you want to go at it then let's go at it well i just i don't think i've never seen that side of you and i don't think anyone else has either i thought it was funny you know i saw it i was like oh shit they, she must have really pissed her off because you're so fucking nice you know and i was yeah. like something must have happened i didn't know what happened and I just saw that clip somewhere. I, shit, it might have been on your story or something. I don't know. And I was like, oh, fuck. This is going to be interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it cracks me up because everyone has an idea of me on social media. And, like, I am, like I just said, the sweetest person, the nicest, easiest going person. But I had so many people from high school and growing up throughout the years message me and literally be like, wow, you haven't changed a bit. Because like, <laughs> I've always just been the type of person that I'm not going to tolerate shit from anybody. I don't start shit, but I'm not going to let somebody ever disrespect me and me not fucking do something about it. Yeah. Like that's just how it goes. Yeah. I saw, um, no, I mean, I think I, I look, I'm pushing for this for you. I, everyone that's listening or watching, you need to share this shit too. Cause she needs to get this fight. Um, I saw, are you doing some like post, are you doing some post fight interview stuff, some commentary for some MMA? What you got going on? Um, you know, I got some local promotions here that yeah. I have fought for as an amateur. They're like, I fought for them as an amateur and, you know, being like a local, uh, star and fighting, they asked me to come and do stuff. It's so funny. Cause I don't think I'm good at it at all, but they always asked me to come. And of yeah. course I always go and do it. That was my first time. Um, see commentating. I've gotten better at. Now, they made me go in the ring and do post-fight interviews. It's a whole other <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, one of them was my teammate. Yeah. So I could just, like, if I fucked it up, then whatever. Who cares? But um, before him, this they were like, we really want you to inter interview the winner of the female fight tonight. So these two amateur females fight MMA, and it's a war. It's a great fight. I go in there, and the girl that won wanted nothing to do with my post-fight interview and it wasn't me it was just that she was very like i'm ready to get the fuck out of this cage and yeah. like, go get my wraps cut so she did not want to talk to me and i was like oh my gosh i couldn't imagine doing this as my job and like yeah. having to deal with like this kind of thing i do no, it's, okay. I, I saw that. I was like, I gotta ask her about that because I do it. Um, I do it here on a local level too. It's you know, North Louisiana, some Texas fighters, Mississippi, all that. And um, 
it's it's a uh, gut wrenching at first, especially <laughs> like I like to do it now because I like I don't fight anymore, so like I'm still it keeps me close to the sport, right? And I like right yeah. there, and the commentary stuff's easy because you're not right in front of everyone. You know, you're kind of behind the scenes, and then you get out. This weekend, I had my first um by like I had first um Hispanic guy who couldn't speak English, and I so I had to do the whole you know translation thing, and that shit was awkward because I wasn't ready for it. I didn't know, you know. Yeah. And it was like that girl wanted nothing to do with me. Um, and they basically didn't give me any interview questions. So I just had to go up yeah. there and I was like, fuck. I was like, I might have <laughs> one good question, like one good one. And then other than that, and like, uh, I didn't congratulate the girl on her win. And it wasn't because I was like, I was going to, but yeah. this girl was like, get like on her way walking out. And I'm like chasing her with the microphone. Like, can you please just answer my question? <laughs> and they were like, why did you not? tell her like oh and congratulations on your win i'm like that girl was out of the cage before i could even yeah. say anything she didn't want to talk to me then you have some that will stay in there and stay on the mic for like th three minutes you know what i'm saying yeah that's what they said but everybody that i interviewed was like get away from me that's good <laughs> i mean hey that, i mean oh uh, hey at least it didn't last long for you you'll be in those awkward yeah. moments where you're like yeah yeah okay yeah yeah you know just looking at the Thinking camera their mom their mom yeah their grandma, the whole the whole team yeah, yeah every yeah yeah all that no but it's, it's always like the staple questions um what do you expect what's for you next it's like people get tired yeah. of the same fucking question right like what's next for you or congratulations on your win you know anyways yeah <laughs> I had, to, I had to throw it that was, in there yeah it's definitely not a I'm trying to get better at it, but oh, just, you got to keep doing it. I hadn't done one in like four months because we had like a break there, like three months. And I was kind of nerve wracked again, but hopefully they'll start picking up again. But yeah, anyways, um, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you still, you still have your day job too. You still, um, no, okay. I so full -time. Run off, yeah, I full-time fight, but that's mainly because of my fan site, which a lot of people have a oh, lot of opinions and thoughts on that. But at the same time, it's like, if I didn't have that, I would not be where I'm at training now. And that's where I have to be training to be fighting for the world title and doing things like that. I cannot work a nine to six job and be champion fight camp ready. <laughs> so yeah. I got blessed with that. So thankfully, I mean, it's not my ideal job. It's not. Like a lot of people say a lot about things. I, it's not what I would love to be. I would love to just be paid to train all the time, but it unfortunately doesn't work that way. And so you don't make that much fighting as much as you would think to just have your, live your life and everything be covered. It doesn't work that way. So thankfully um, I'm doing the fan site thing. And I know a lot of other fighters do it and females and yeah, I'm doing that. And it, it helps me do what I need to do. And thankfully, uh, yeah, I'm just thankful I have it. The bakery, I miss the bakery, but you know, like this, the conflict in my schedule and training camps, like it was hard for me to be at the bakery and be like, Hey, by the way, I need a whole eight week camp off, but I can't help you guys. Like I have to train and then I'll come back. So like, yeah. I understood that because they weren't really happy about that. And then, yeah. uh, the coffee shop I was working at closed down. I was still kind of going in there every once in a while just to help them out. Um, but they shut down. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed with the fan site. It's uh, a blessing and a curse, but yeah. yeah, that's really what I do. And it, thankfully it helps me with training. Well, yeah. So what's been, what's been the negative pushback on that? Like so many people have their opinions and, and firstly, Hey, do what you, it's your business. You do what you want. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean, and the, not only that, but like, it's giving you time to double down on what you're 
job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, more so like there's definitely, it's just the side of people judging it or saying that like, I don't respect myself and blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, I'm like, anybody who says that they're not going to, that they would not be willing to just get naked or <laughs> put on a bikini or do whatever and get paid the amount that I get paid a week is like crazy. Yeah. So it's like, um, it's just, I don't know. There's a lot of people that will say, talk shit about me being a mom, you know, cause I have kids. So they'll be like, what are you going to do in five years when your kids see your pictures all over the internet? And I'm just like, you know what? Then you have a talk with them. I'm like, if I, th- I think about it this way, there's people who are adult film actresses yeah. that have children and families and husbands. And there's people who do other things that have family and children and husbands and life is a okay for them. So I don't care. My kids, I teach my kids nothing but love and respect and being kind always. So I don't think it's going to change their mind how how much they love their mama. (laughs) No, we're just in a transitional period with technology and and everything. You know what I mean? It's just these are new things that are available now that you can do to make money and it freaks people out. It's like anything. It it freaks people out sometimes, you know? And like uh, my family, they don't care. Like they don't, they accept it. They knew, like I didn't sit and like go, Hey dad, like I'm doing this on the internet. I think someone had said something to him about it. And he said, I don't give a fuck. Her bills are paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he pays all her bills and she don't ask me for help. I don't care. <laughs> so Hell yeah. Yeah. So, so what's, what's uh, have you, you said you've been coaching. How's that going? What you've been doing with that? Oh my gosh. It's hilarious. I, I train a kid's class. So I do kids striking. Um, we didn't have kids striking at our gym. It was just, they were only had like wrestling and jujitsu. So I volunteered to do kids striking. I was like, I would love to teach the kids and I don't, I don't get paid for it. I didn't, I told them I was going to get paid for it, but I was like, I don't even want to get paid for it. I just want to do it. I want keep the money for the gym. I was like, I just want to teach the kids and it's the most difficult and rewarding job, <laughs> you know, cause it's funny. The kids have this cycle where like they come in on Monday and they don't want to do shit. They're all yeah. dragging their feet. And it's very frustrating because I'm like, just fucking run. like when we're doing warmups, like they won't want to run. I'm like, fucking run, like run. Um, and then Wednesdays they're always more amped up, but my kids are savages. So it's fun. And like, it's so rewarding to, see them like they've all learned so quickly like i i sucked when i first started what like time, when, when i did first you start started, how old were you i was 13 oh because you just start early okay i didn't start until i was like 18 so yeah oh i yeah. started at 13 and i could not fucking put my feet and my hands together at all for like the first year <laughs> and then these kids in like two weeks are like throwing eight piece combos and slipping and rolling and so like working with them is so rewarding especially when like just to watch them progressively get better yeah it's so fun and they do jujitsu too so i'm like maybe we get some kicks at going like we get someone to teach kicks and put it together and have these little kids doing little pancreation fights or uh, boxing matches, just whatever. Like they're so savage and it's the most rewarding thing in the world. How old are they? I have my age range. My age range is crazy. I have a four year old in my class and then it goes all the way up to 13, 14. Okay. Okay. So that's so cool. sometimes that's like the hard part is sometimes, you know, you got the older kids that are getting the hang of it. And then you got the four year olds who are like, butterflies and rainbows and like don't want to like they don't even they're just like there because mommy brought them so it's like 
their attention spans a little different than the, the older ones. Yeah, I think but it's so fun. I always find something for them to do. That's good too. I think. I mean, I, start, I can only imagine like starting that age. Like, could you could you imagine starting at four years old? You know, and with the fundamentals that you have, you know, someone yeah. teaching you that at that age, how savage you're going to be by the time you legally can fight. Like, fuck. Yeah, I wish. And then even like with the little ones, I always tell their parents because at first the parents were like, "Oh, they're not really paying attention. Maybe I should take them out because it's distracting class." I'm like, no. Even if they're in here and they're just like fucking around the whole time get your kids used to being in the habit of being on that schedule and coming in the gym or just having them in a routine and then they'll get used to the setting and they'll just grow with it. And then they'll, they'll get better as they go. So I'm always like, even if they're sitting there uh, spinning in circles or something, like not really wanting to do class, I, I yeah. just like tell them to stay and encourage them to stay so that they can grow into it and get better at it. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, <laughs> They'll start as they as they move forward. They'll start looking forward to it, right? And they're talking about going to it, and then they show up. They actually pay attention because it's something that's tr- it's you just got to develop like a, a habit, you know. <laughs> For kids, yeah. I think it's the hardest thing, you know. Once it's structured yeah. and it's a schedule, it makes it so much easier for them. But you too, you said like um, if they're already doing jujitsu, like that's great because they're already taking some sort of instruction. Yeah, know? yeah. So it's fun. It's interesting, and it's like uh, they just they I, I need to post more of them i get i just am funny about like posting uh younger kids without the parents permission and right. stuff like that they're like the most savage kids it's insane like one of the kids came up to me the other day and was like what do you say what was up with today that class was weak i'm like what and then i'm like me and this kid start like boxing each other and he's like 13 but i like i was one of those days where nobody wanted to fucking work so yeah. i'm like class is weak because you guys ain't pushing yourself right. and like just like it's just funny because they're so savage and they're every wednesday they're like can we spar can we spar so today i know i'm gonna go and they're gonna be like can we spar and they will be beating the shit out of each other and someone's always ending up crying and then they come back the next day and they want to do it again so it's like yeah it's fun i feel like we uh i feel like we over sparred how, how much do you spar nowadays um, I will usually spar once or twice a week. Man, we were doing it every day for like ever. Yeah, that's too, too much. much. It's that's too much. much. Um, it depends. Like sometimes during class, I'll have like, we'll do live drills or like live little rounds, but like solid, hard. I have my headgear on sparring at the most would be three times a week, but never more than that. Have you, um, I've seen you doing a lot of drills and stuff. Have you seen to take in, like a lot of, uh, a lot from like just pure tech sparring? Yeah. Have you, what been do you able, think, like, like, have you got a lot out of that? Like just tech sparring, like just, you know, just going through the motions and the combinations at half speed. Yeah. I mean, I, I am very self-critical. So aside from like being coach, um, just even something as little as like hitting pads and doing minute work, like I can, my coach half the time doesn't even have to say anything because I can pick up like, this is what I'm doing wrong. This is what I'm doing right. This is what I feel needs to be tweaked. Or when I spar, I can spar and I can be like, okay, I was doing that holding pads and I feel it now in sparring and I can adjust like pretty damn quick. And I always use what I do, like what I'm working in mitts. I use it in sparring when I'm using sparring. It's just the whole circle of the symbiotic relationship of mitts and pads and drilling and all of that. But, um, yeah, I am very overcritical. So it's funny because my coach will bitch me out. He's like, sometimes you take the fun out of coaching because you'll just coach yourself so hard. 
And I'm well, like, I can't, I can't help it. You're just extremely, I mean, you're just extremely technical. I've noticed that in your fights too, like versus a lot of bare knuckle fighters, where it's just brawl, you know, no strategy yeah. going until someone gets knocked the fuck out. Like you are very technical. Yes, of course you end fights too, but you're very technical yeah. when you do those things. So like being able to end a fight and do it technically and beautiful, you know what I mean? Like to where it's yeah. like not just, you know, overhand everywhere, yeah. wide hooks and shit. Like it's actually strategic. Like there's a plan behind it. Not, I'm just going to knock them the fuck out. I'm going to do it with grace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I've, I've, I've learned that. I mean, everybody knows I'm fucking tough. So I've gotten to the point where I'm like, all right, I don't need to prove to the world that I'm tough anymore. I need to prove to the world that like, I am here to be uh, taken seriously as a technical fighter and pugilist. Like it's just, I want to be the best in every way, shape, and form. I want to be a savage, but I want to be a savage that's technical and clean and like everything's calculated and formulated and it, there's a difference. So yeah, yeah. it's I put the fun and fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than other than seeking out that belt, what else is on your agenda? What do you have? What do you have your hopes set for? Dude, that's like the n- number one thing. I just want to fight. I've gotten to the point where now I'm like, I just want to fight, but it, it does suck when I know that I am the number one contender and I'm ranked number two in the entire world, Britain lost and I'm up next. There's not one person on the bare knuckle flyweight women's division roster that makes sense to fight for the title belt besides me. So it's frustrating because taking any other fight to me is just like, unless they're like, I have a great record and I don't see anybody having as good of a record as me right now besides Britain. And she's got things going on, uh, personally, which like I send all my love and everything to Britain, but, uh, that and Beck, like her and Beck are going to have a fight. So it's going to be a while. Other than that, like who fucking makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't like just sense. anyone like, like you were saying earlier, like, um, uh, when you mentioned Sugar Sean, I think of him. You're like, you you want to take the right fights, right? You're in the, yeah. the point of your career where that's the fight for you. It's not another one. There's not another one for you right now. That's it. Yeah. And now it's like there's so many people rejecting fights with me or the best that people can do is find a can that doesn't know who I am. And if they don't know who I am, they just are hiding under a rock uh, that would fight me. And I don't want to fight O and O people anymore. I want right. to fight the best. Um, I mean, nothing against O and O people. They're, they've all been tough. Like Hannah guy is on the ultimate fighter right now. And that's like wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to fight either in the top or for the belt. That's it. So I don't know. I, I just want to fight now. Now I'm kind of, I might kind of be to the point where I'm like, I don't even care. I just want to fight anybody. <laughs> it's 2022. Like my 2021 was crazy. And I was yeah. fighting and just going through it, tearing through. And now that it's in 2022 and we're already almost to June, I'm like, fuck, I just want to fight so bad. Going back to that, oh, we were talking about your, you not being able to drive for like three days. Uh, going back to that, what was that fucking recovery like from that fight? Holy shit. It took a good four months. Yeah. Of just not doing shit. And I, like my stubborn ass, I was in the gym like, I can hit pool noodles and like, I literally couldn't even barely <laughs> punch pool noodles. So I just had to kind of chill. It was ass. It was very rough and it was painful, but then I was like, whatever I had to wait. I had stitches and all that. Um, when I fought Cassie Rob, thankfully I had no recovery time. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. And then with Hannah guy, it was, that was about like a four month recovery process. Like just to make sure to, for everything to start feeling like pretty damn good. And with Hannah guy, I didn't really get injured. I tore my ear 
like a piece of my ear got split open, but that was about it. Other than that, I, I was just sore, like just achy and sore for a little while. Yeah. Well, I think you've, uh, you know, those, those two fights, I mean, especially the Teresa fight, but like you brought a lot of attention to the sport that had never been here before. Right. Like, yeah, um, I had known you before then, like knew who you were, but I didn't really, after I saw that and then I hear random people like, Hey, did you see that? Cause I know I'm in the, all the fight stuff. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, I fucking saw that. I had her on the podcast. She's a fucking beast. Like, but like yeah. the, what you're doing, what you're doing for the sport's amazing. Like you're bringing a lot of attention to it, bring a lot of positive vibes. Um, I just, I, I'm excited about it because there's, there's, you know, there's already people that are, you know, there's constantly, you know, retired MMA fighters transitioning over, you know, and, and doing well in this sport, but like you're a pioneer for it, I think on your side of it and it's unique and it, it looks good. You know, it, it's, it works well. I know now I just need a damn strap around my waist yes. over the world. Let's go. Yes. Like I'm yes. so excited. I love it. I love, I think it's so dope. I think since I've been in there, a lot more women have signed people that I actually personally know some, I don't know, like it's starting to grow and it's, it's cool. At the end of the day, we're all, we're all women working our asses off. And um, I think we definitely are getting the respect we deserve. Have, so you, met, cool. have you met Andy Wynn yet? Oh yeah, I actually fought for Andy Nguyen for King of the Cage. Okay, cool. cool. I love Andy Nguyen, so yes. she actually hear me. She's one of my friends. Um, she was the matchmaker for King of the Cage when they were yeah. down here, and I fought for Andy Nguyen. Yeah. <laughs> she um she used to train with us over here um years ago. I haven't seen her in a yeah. while, but yeah. I love Andy. She's awesome. Well, hey, any last words? Anything you want to end this thing on? I think we got you know well rounded. Uh. <laughs> episode here you know get me a title fight everybody let's go let's, let's go um that's about it thank you for having me thank you for always reaching out to me and promoting Ooh. me doing the damn thing and and thank you everybody for the love and support and i'm gonna get that bell baby ready or not here i come at some point <laughs> yeah. i can't wait I can't wait until next time. Yeah. If I don't talk to you before then, I plan on seeing you with that around your waist. Absolutely. Thank you All so much. All right.